Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Hello and welcome to Home is Where Hallmark is, episode number 10. I can't believe that we've actually are recording our 10th episode. We thank and appreciate everybody who is out there listening to us. You're listening to us via Chairshot Radio, which is streamable on the Chairshot.com and everywhere where you get your podcasts. How are you, my friend? Can you believe it? Number 10. I know. I was thinking of Varsity Blues when he says, I'm a 10. I <laughs> can't say that on our station because we're trying to be, well, our Hallmark friendly. <laughs> yeah, but I do curse a lot on you, so. <laughs> uh, I ain't worried about it. I know, I, I'm not. That's one great thing about our our station. They don't, who doesn't mind? They don't mind if you curse a little. So we have, um, we're a little bit behind. But that is mainly um, my fault. I've had a lot of things going on. I just haven't been able to commit to recording. But we have a plan. We are eight movies in to the countdown for Christmas. We're going to go over the first seven today because my DVR did not record the Christmas sale. So we're going to record that with this weekend's for um, next week. And then we should be all caught up. But... The big news, well, there's not the big news. I think, well, I guess the big news out of hitting the internet this past week or so has Danica Miller signing exclusively with GAC, which is the Great American Channel, I believe it stands for. And a lot of Christmas movie fans are kind of up in arms because they feel that that channel is going to be less inclusive than Hallmark is and Paul Campbell, our beloved Paul Campbell, tweeted. Our, that, uh, now rephrase that. Our obtainable. 
uh, uh, attainable oh, beloved. Well, he's just our beloved Paul Campbell anyway, but he's our he's our hallmark obtainable uh, standard, and we mean that in the, the best possible way. So he actually tweeted that he will not be working with them yet. He'll be keeping an eye on it um, to see how inclusive they are, and that if they're not inclusive, he will be calling them out on it. And her name escapes me, but the little woman, Emily, is it, who plays Brie um, on Chesapeake Shores? She also uh, chimed in and said she agreed with him. The problem with this is that fans, I think, I, it's absolutely important to be um, inclusive in these shows, should be diverse, especially with, you know, their Christmas movies. Christmas is all about everybody. Right. Um, love, family, and, and friends. But I think the fans are being a little crazy that, you know, trying to dictate where these people work. Of course, it's something that these actors and actresses have to take seriously because it will affect their career. So for me, I'm wondering, I do think, I have to look at the GAC lineup. I do think that they have at least one movie that is an African-American cast. I'd have to double check that. I saw that in the ad. I haven't been paying attention to their movies at all. If I don't have the chat. I don't have that channel. I'll be honest with you. I don't think I've ever watched anything on there. Yeah, I don't. We I don't have that channel. I have one of their channels, but I don't have the channel that the movies are on. Um, there are a few on Netflix that I want to try to get to this weekend. If I was Hallmark, I'd kind of feel a little bit of. Um... Yeah, I mean, but that's isn't that the way that show? I don't know. I don't know anything about show business. But isn't that kind of no, the way? No, but she did? wouldn't have. She's. This was like her sixteenth Hallmark <laughs> movie this year. <laughs> The Danica thing surprised me that she signed exclusive, exclusively with them. But on one hand, aside from this whole other drama of whether they're going to be inclusive or how diverse they're going to be aside or not, it was pretty shocking because she is one of the queens of Hallmark movies. But they have so many actresses now. She's really not getting as many as she used to. Maybe, what, one a year or mm-hmm. one per one per season, where I feel like it used to be. Um, no, I think she's getting more than that because she had, I mean, this is her 16th one. So she's getting at least three or four a year because she hasn't been doing them that long, I don't feel like. But I haven't been, I haven't, I, what, I, what I meant, sorry, is that I don't see her in the lineup after you meet Christmas trees unless I'm missing something. No, I don't think she is. They probably, I don't know. I don't know. So we'll I like see. her. I'm sad that she's doing, but I probably won't watch it on GAC. Just because I, I'll be honest, I'll tell all of you guys, since it's the Hallmark podcast, that I am a snob when it comes to my Christmas movies. And it has yeah, to be but Hallmark. <laughs> but does it, does it really, it's just it's somebody, there's a wonderful, wonderful podcast out there. Um, follow her podcast on her Instagram, uh, Dear Hallmark. She's fabulous. We can only dream of being you know, like a quarter of as good as she is. And she made an excellent, she's not an excellent point, but she mentioned something that um, the writers for a movie they have coming up there are the same people that write the movies for Hallmark. So it's the same people, more or less, writing and starring in the movies. So how different are they really going to, you know, really going to be? And for every, from what everybody's saying, that the GAC family, the GAC channel is going to be even more family, I guess, friendly or possibly uh, geared more towards the the Christian um, fan base. I might I might be wrong, but that's the sense that I'm getting. So 
I don't know. Some of the plots looked really good. I mean, all the titles, when we read off that title list, they all sounded like the same. Everything's named after a town, you know. I yeah. think if you, I, I think if we want, um, ouch, sorry, more. <clears throat> I think if anybody's looking for ones that are different from Hallmark, then it's the Netflix and Lifetime way to go but i don't have the channel i mean if i get the friendly app i might give them a try to see if they differ anyhow but i wasn't even really a fan. i mean i see your point i'm not disagreeing with you but there's some everybody has the royal ones right which i actually watched right. a couple this week i actually did i remember i constantly said i couldn't stand them there was one i turned off and then the second one one royal christmas i loved that one was really good so I think, and plus the guy who runs GAC used to run Hallmark. He's the one that had that scandal when he pulled the the ads that showed the same sex couple. Then he left. So what does that tell you there? So I think that's a lot of where the basis is coming from. But it'll be interesting to watch yeah. to see if anybody else jumps ship, so to speak. Other than that, there's no real major interesting Hallmark news. I mean, everybody's tweeting about their movies and this, that, and the other thing. But well, there's a we'll lot come. of movies. Oh, there's so many. I'm really still mad at them for putting on putting a fourth one <laughs> on the schedule. <laughs> it makes it so hard. Because I had two in one day. Two in one day is a lot. Mm-hmm. Because I was live tweet. I was tweeting with it on Saturday, and then I couldn't. I could. I just. Well, I had to be up early Sunday anyway. Early is pretty early on Sunday, so I couldn't really stay up and watch the other one as well. But it was everybody on Twitter was like, "Okay, we're gonna try. We can't make any promises, but we're gonna try." So that's the news. That's that's really all the hot news out of a out of the Hallmark Christmas movie. Uh, well, I guess I'm more mad because she signed exclusively. I think that's some of my problem. That was weird because Trevor Donovan, I know, is doing a movie there. Jack Wagner. There's a whole list of people that are doing. I actually think I have it here for you. I can read off some of the names real quick before we truly get started here. Um, and I did forget to set our set our timer, but we're about 14 minutes in. We're good. Right. Um, yeah, 10. I think. Yeah, 10. My dog is doing something creepy, but that's all right. Um, hold on one second. I'm going to give you these names. I have no dogs right now. I'm a house. Oh, you had to board them because she's going away again? Well, too often get boarded because um, the two boxers are way too hyper for my mom. Like, they're just crazy. <laughs> so, um, they go to boarding and the the, the, dot, the the vet that they go to boards and they absolutely love they, they call them the Teasley puppies. So, they Aww. They absolutely love our puppies, and um, so they get really good taken care of there. And then my two, uh, my golden retriever, and then my old dog, who's like almost eleven, goes to mom's. So, Aww. but I'm puppyless, so it's it's like weird. <laughs> I went to like take a shower, and usually, like when I'm like, you know, walk, getting dressed and stuff, I'm like I can hear him out there like pounding on the door, trying to get in the bathroom and Mom. stuff, and there's like no noise. <laughs> Mama, how dare you? How dare you? Okay. (laughs) 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Oh, so this is, oh, I hate Instagram sometimes. So, okay. So Trevor Donovan and Danica, uh, Trevor Donovan signed an exclusive deal as well. That surprised me because he's pretty big on Hallmark. And so Jill Wagner, Cindy Busby, Sam Page, Cameron Matheson, Rukaya Bernard, Deshaun Williams, Christopher Russell, Jen Lilly, Merritt Patterson, who's actually in one this weekend, Torrance Combs and Sarah Lind all have movies coming out on GAC. So it'll be interesting to see how it, how it plays out. And what, but what's more interesting is how the fans are going to react and go crazy and uh, treat these people. Mm, I'm just, I don't know. I, I, I think, I'm sad. I, th- I think GAC will have ethnic diversity, but lack in LGBT. TQ inclusion. So we shall see. Yeah. Um, Hallmark's gotten really good about including that. Um, yeah. Even in my, like I, said, I don't care who you're with or what you do or whatever. Don't matter to me. I'm going to love you anyways. Yeah, exactly. And um, I feel like Hallmark has done really well about including that now than they have in the last like five years or so. Um, I don't see that seeing something that GAC would do Mm-mm. on their sh- on their channel because no. I think they're primarily more of a Christian background. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay, let's get actually. Let me set our little timer so I can control my talking because Amber's too polite to read me in. Gosh, shut up. I'm not polite. Actually, I'm my two points, I guess. You are. All right, you um, start us off. What do we got? What's you, me, in the Christmas tree. And that starred Danica McKellar. Of course, mm-hmm. we know who that is. Traitor. Benjamin Ayers. The traitor, the traitor. <laughs> We're just going to call her the traitor now. Now, <laughs> now I really like this movie. Um. It's probably not one of my favorite ones, mm-hmm. but I really, really did love it. 
I'm like I said before, I'm not a huge Benjamin Ayers friend. I always felt like he was um almost like a I don't think he means to be, but I think sometimes his characters, the character that he is, is a little bit more up, like kind of snobby. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. Um, mm-hmm. I actually did like his character in this movie, but I still kind of felt like <laughs> when he was like, Christmas has to be perfect. And if it's not done by Christmas, then it's just not. <laughs> he was like, Forget it. <laughs> um. What, so what I like I said before we started what I what I did so this was was not one of my favorites I felt that um for as many Christmas movies these two have done not necessarily together um it was just for me like a little bit of a lack of of chemistry not that I can act but you know I just did they just didn't click for me um it was it was good it was not one of my favorites but I do give it major points for having a slight a different um a little bit of a different storyline than usual. Obviously, there was something that needed to be saved. The Christmas tree farm. Well, but how funny was the two guys? And oh, the- were they not the best? They need their own movie. Like, <laughs> they need to be redeemed or something. I want everybody to have their own movie. I do. Like, well, we're going to hear that a lot. They were hysterical. Pesticide or what was it? Herbicide? I can't remember what yeah. it was on the tree. Yeah, it was... I, I liked Jason Harvey, you know, as the villain. I liked that little, the two of them working together. He cracked me out. But the two um, henchmen there, they were just hysterical. They were one of the best. Did they not there. remind you of the two henchmen off of Cruella de Vil? They did. Like, they also I can't remember. Me I'm about, sorry, I'm about to age myself. If anybody out there has ever watched the, what was it, the New Hawk show? You know, this is, this is, this is my brother Daryl, my other brother Daryl. That's who they <laughs> That's that's how old I am, and that's that's what they reminded me of. But I like the whole scientific aspect of her being there. Like, you know, the girl knew her trees. Her job was not in jeopardy. Yeah, her job was not in jeopardy. She was there to help him. Um, she kept her job. Um, I thought that her parents were really sweet for showing that up there at the end. Um, for her. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, I, I, I liked it a lot. Um, I did enjoy it. I did enjoy it. It was just, it was one of those ones where I liked, <coughs> excuse me, I liked the secondary characters better than I liked the main characters. And I, I usually enjoy Danica Millica's, Danica Mill, ugh, you know what I mean, Danica's movies. Um, and I didn't, I did enjoy it. Just this was not one of my, my favorites of hers I did like that she was I mean the women in these movies are usually very smart but I enjoyed that the plot was different where she had to save the you know the farm needed to be saved but it was different than usual nobody was looking to tear it down Dwayne was just looking to destroy it I guess he really well, was, was like, but it he, wasn't you know he was coming in to save him he wasn't coming in to save her exactly exactly and, a role and everybody, usually when you have the women go into the town to do something People, like, half the town embraces them and half the town is skeptical of them. No, everybody, you know, like, you know, was fine with her. And and the, the, the B&B, of course, was, like, world famous for something. I think it was the cocoa. Yeah. And, of course, of course, it had, like, activities going on and things like that. It was super cute. I loved the little town that they were there. I, I really liked the town in this one. Yeah. Um. Well, what, what would, would you, you rate, rate it? it? What would I rate it? 
wasn't one of my favorites, but because it had some nice uh, science into in it, I'd give it a and the the two henchmen there were like the best thing ever. Um, I'd give it a seven and a half. I would agree with you. I would agree with you. So then that brings us to number two movie, which was on the twenty third. That um, was boyfriends. Boyfriends, yes, boyfriends are Christmas past. I watched. I watched them out of order, so I need Amber to tell me which one is aired. So, Boyfriends of Christmas Past starred, sorry, one second, starred Catherine Hayne Kim, Raymond Ablak, Con Katra, Jordan Carter, and Paul Soon Hong Lee, who I love from Kin Kin Kim's Convenience and The Mandalorian. He was great in this. I was, I like, I like fangirled out when he came on, I think. And they, if you're a Kim's Convenience fan, uh, if you've watched it, you could pick up, there were little nods to it. Um, obviously, they're Korean-Americans, so Korean-Americans do call their father Appa, but in Kim's Convenience, um, he always goes by Appa. They never, even the mother, the mother calls him something else, which slips my mind, but um, basically is like husband-wife, um, which is how uh, traditionally they address each other a lot. And there's a couple of, the first time she goes Appa, and then at one point she says to him, oh, Appa, how convenient, which I actually tweeted. I was like, hmm, I think that's a little like wink and a nod. And he liked my <laughs> tweet. Yeah. He actually follows me on Twitter. I have no idea why, but I'm extremely grateful. Um, so this one was a take, of course, on A Christmas Carol, where people from the past help the character figure out what the hell's wrong with their life. So she, who's, <clears throat> excuse me. Lauren is visited by the ghosts of four ex-boyfriends um, who try to help her realize that she is in love with her best friend and that she is close to losing him. I enjoyed it, but what threw me was you never really come to understand why she's having this mental breakdown and having these visions because they're not dead. You're used to the people yeah. who visit the other person be dead. So, okay, they're spirits, they're angels, they're guardians. These are just really just psychological figments of her imagination that are trying to help her process and work through whatever she's um, going through. But my biggest, but my real, um, sorry, one second. My real biggest floor of the movie is that she becomes so unlikable. I understand that I her mother... Feel, I'm going to yeah. say it. I don't feel like she deserved it. No. No. She does not deserve Nate at all. I understand, So I get that her mother left at Christmas and she has this traumatic block or whatever um, because of that. I get that. I understand it. But girl, sorry, I shouldn't call people names. Go to therapy. Because she just was so self-centered. It wasn't like... She it just was just left a trail of men in her wake. Everything at Christmas, everything was at Christmas, like another that. And they were all, none of them were bad people. It's just like, mm -hmm. oh, she was always never ready. She was never ready. She was never ready. And she found the stupidest reasons, which happens in real life, I get it, to break up with them. And it takes these four imaginary figments of her imagination, her deep psyche, to point out, point it out to her. And Nate was adorable. He yeah, was he was adorable. I liked him a lot. Nate was fabulous. He could do so much better. Why he yeah. wasted his time, I have no idea. 
that while I enjoyed the movie, I wouldn't have cared if he came to his senses and married the other girl. Because she did not deserve him. Mm-mm. She just left a trail of, like, you know. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I, I would say, you asked me earlier which one was probably my least favorite. This was probably it. Yeah. Because um, I just... I, I just felt like she just very flighty, very out of touch, mm-hmm. you know. And like she was like, "Oh, I know I'm in love with him, but I don't want to ruin our friendship." Like, ah, oh, bitch, please. Like, I don't know. I couldn't take to her after a while, which was like the first thirty minutes. After that, I was done with her. She, she just was not redeemable. Even at the end, when you know. People are people on Twitter were like, "Oh, she ran out of her um her meeting and blah blah blah." But they've done that, and uh, that didn't bother me because they've done that in other ones where either the man yeah. or the woman has run out of their meeting. That's one of their tropes. Like they're in the middle of a pitch on something and they realize where they need to be, so off they go. <laughs> I did I did say a different movie, which I won't name, was my least favorite. But now as I'm talking about this, I realize this was this was um I did enjoy. I think they could have done more with I tell you what, I love the oh my first God, boyfriend. Just... He was so <laughs> sweet. Scare I loved me. him. Sorry. <laughs> I was excited. I had a thought. I thought, I thought something happened. <laughs> hey, no, sorry. We're just, you know. No, uh, the, the first boyfriend was fabulous. I loved him. Like he When was... she broke up with him, I was like, he needs his own movie. He needs a redemption movie. I want to see his redemption movie. I want to see what happened right? I want to see what happens after she dumped him because he didn't deserve it. No, he was a sweetheart. Like I really liked him. Mm -hmm. He was the he was like the comic relief of the four like boyfriends past. Yeah, Yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay, then. So, what would you rate it? Uh, I'll be nice and give it a six. Oh, well, I'm going to be even nicer and give it a five. <laughs> That's meaner. I gave it a six. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was being sarcastic. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I just wanted to point it out. <laughs> now I'm going to start snorting. Oh. I, I, I already did, so it's okay. <laughs> oh, I would give it a five because I didn't, didn't like her. Yeah, she, she just wasn't. the actress, but... I I thought her acting was great, right? I did. I thought her acting was great, but I just didn't like the character because I didn't feel that it it was the writing, it was the plot. It didn't give her anything redeemable. To blame the writer. That's why you just blame the writer. It it is the writers more than the (laughs) more than the cast. Yeah. All right. Next up is the Santa Stakeout. I enjoyed this one. With Tamara. Maury, is that how you say it? I'm Maury. Maury. I always say it wrong. And our lovable Paul Campbell Woo-hoo. is slowly becoming my favorite one out of all the the hunky and the amazing movies. Joe Pantoliano. Oh, oh my God! How cool! Oh. How cool! How cool was he in this? Movie? He's always he's always great, but I, he always kind of plays that like mob boss type guy. Yeah, but. Yeah, he's always he's generally someone that has a shady past. (laughs) 
It was like, you know, you come to me on the day of my father's wedding. (laughs) (laughs) So this, this, oh, you kick us off. Go ahead, go ahead. I kicked off the list. Well, I can't really, um, I don't have the synopsis pulled up, but pretty much what it was, was she was a, the new detective for the police department that transferred from, I think it was Denver. Was that, was it Denver? Mm Mm-hmm. Pretty sure it was Denver. I guess I apparently so. there, her dad was like the chief of police, and she felt like she couldn't, she didn't want anybody to feel like uh, they get, you know, she got it because of who she is. That's and then right. he's like the veteran detective that's been around a long time. Um, I loved their kind of back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess it starts with there's these there's there's these um like. <sighs> thefts happening at all these like events around town well they notice that it's this santa claus is at all these different ones Mm -hmm. so they're trying to get evidence that the santa is the one that's stealing this stuff because he does have a sordid past and um so they rent the house next door and ah this was pure paul campbell movie because Mm -hmm. he was funny you know, goofy, was, they were like, you know. he was. They were both self-deprecating. Well, she was self-deprecating. She was a little like, you know, you're, you know, you're a twerp, you know, kind of, kind of thing. It was, she's it was this my, Christmas and he hates Chris. My doesn't necessarily hate it, just doesn't like it. Right. And, um, you know, yeah, he, yeah, he hate her. He, sorry. Yeah, he opens up about his divorce, which I think is a, a turning point um, for them. But how great. I love them. I love them together. I would like to see them in another movie together because I I really enjoyed I, this one. It I, didn't take itself too seriously. Um, how great though! I didn't mean to interrupt Donna, but how great were the townspeople? His group of Christmas. Oh, I love them. I want to live in that neighborhood. What, were they not amazing? And when the chick was flirting with him, like you knew then she was already crushing on him. Or like even because it, it was more than just like. Yeah, she's married, or fake married, or you know, whatever. Well, they were, yeah, um, they were fake married, and she was like, and she was like, well, yeah, she was just like drooling over him, like she wanted I'm him. To be honest, it's her, camp, her, but her, I know exactly her Christmas stocking, but it was really cute. It was another. This was the I think the most original one we got so far. This it was a buddy cop. We don't see that on Hallmark, you know. Um, obviously, it was people working together and they fall in love and blah blah blah. This is two th- two things that I well three because I I love the townspeople and I loved that at the end when it was revealed because obviously he, the character that Joe plays is not the art thief it turns out to be the woman that's hiring all the Santas and unfortunately they don't figure that out until they were they already embarrassed their neighbor who they've grown so fond of and who's grown so fond of them and um so what I really liked about this movie are several things one there was no major misunderstanding they're dancing. And he says, or she says, if I would ask you, and she was like, yes. And I loved that, right? That right there, they admitted they knew something was there, you know, yeah. between them. I thought that was super cute. Um, I loved that he rented the house. Yes, I loved I it. I loved that he rented their house. And I absolutely adored that after all this was over, they, after they realized their mistake, after they solved the case, after they arrested the woman, um, that they helped you know, him get his reputation back, right? And um, they helped Mr. Millie get his um, reputation back. And then 
all the towns, the little group, you know, helped them as well. And that everybody just accepted it. You know what I mean? Like, oh, they realized, oh, they didn't really show it, but they kind of did, like, because they went there and whatever, and they were with them. Like, they understood, like, they weren't mad at them or or anything like that. This one was just really fun. It was a very easy watch. You lost track of time while you were watching it, you know. Um, There was lots of cute lots of cute and bliss, lots of, and he was the baker, you know, he was the one that did the baking and things like that, which I thought was, was cute. And then they're slowly opening up to each other was, was really nice. And I think it was done like in a realistic type of way where two people are together. Um, so much. Yeah. I really, 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 really liked it. Mm -hmm. Um, I would probably rate it pretty high. If not a 10, at least a 9, because I really, really enjoyed it. I really. I hope they do another one together. I really do. All the actors, not just the main two, not just um, Tamara and Paul, but everybody had chemistry together. Oh, yeah. It was the neighbors, the, the boss, right? That was trying to retire. Yeah, that poor thing just wanted to retire. He wanted to All he even wanted the, to do is he wanted to go even, play golf. Even, even their colleague, the one that would like the boss at me, you know, whatever is I can't oh. help you. He was adorable. He was just so like be- bewildered and beleaguered and like I have you know, listen, I'm here because I have to, you know. So there, was just so, there was just so many great little moments in it. I love when they started bonding with the Christmas committee and when he gives Mr. Millie gives Ryan some marriage advice and tells him that relationships are like snowflakes and everyone's unique. And that's when Ryan begins to think he isn't the mastermind, but of course he's framed How for it. How silly and funny are the, the elf costumes? It was so adorable. I loved them. <laughs> when they so do that cool. little entrance when they're coming. Yeah. And when she sings, when they're singing the Christmas carols and she just like belts it out. <laughs> That was cute, but that's when he. I think that's when he dropped the um, badge, and she was trying to cover for him. Cover it up. And when they were because because he was so cocky, Ryan Rupert, they were so cocky. He didn't read the backstory, and he kept they kept like stumbling. Um, because <laughs> she's like one of those very organized people like me, right. and uh, he's not. <laughs> yeah, I really really enjoyed it. I really enjoy it. I would definitely give it minimum of a nine. Me too. Absolutely. Absolutely. One, well, I, I guess that to... brings us to Christmas in my heart. Okay. So this one starred Heather Hammonds, Luke McFarlane, Shirley Ralph, and the young girl's name don't have up on my screen but let me say she was adorable so I apologize for not knowing your name young lady but I will look it up so concert violinist Beth tutors the daughter of a reclusive a reclusive country music star Sean to prepper for the holiday concert they had joined through the active power of music um okay so you had issues with them because of their portrayal of West Virginia but let's forget this this was set in West Virginia let's pretend it was well, in Can I talk about why <laughs> Yes, go ahead, please. <laughs> okay, so let's do a little thing. Okay, so it started <laughs> about 30 minutes in that he w- is West Virginia. Well, that's where I'm from. Right. And um, 
I'm like, I'm waiting through the whole movie just to see when they say like where they're at. And they're mm-hmm. like Charleston. And I'm like, uh-uh, Mm-mm. nobody did their research because Charleston does not look like that. Charleston is very urban. So mm-hmm. is where I live in Huntington is very urban. And I was talking to my husband about it. And we think they might have been trying to play it like it was Martinsburg, which is a very historic town in West Virginia. And it's up towards like Maryland and Washington, Mm D.C. And it is beautiful and it's very um, like the town. Picturesque. Looks very like none of nothing of Charleston looks like they and I don't understand that, you know, it was a movie and they were looking for a place to have it or whatever. But because I know the area, it was very hard for me to, <laughs> you know, and he was on a ranch. They lived on a ranch. We don't really have ranches around well, our area. Listen, listen, I can understand that because sometimes when, listen, Hallmark loves to use, not loves, but they've used a lot Central Park or things that they want you to think are Central Park. And I laugh, you know. Because it's like you're a billion dollar company. Send someone here to like there. There are there are many that start out in New York City, and the footage is of New York City. You can't fake New York City footage. I mean, right. even shows that are filmed in like Toronto, other parts of Canada to represent the city or or whatever, and you get away with parts of it. You can't fake our skyline and the Empire State Building, and you know, no, it's too, central. It's too um, uh, what's the place? Ah, uh, uh, what's the place with the Rockefeller Center? You can't fake these things, you know. Um, at least like in in shots, you know, as you're passing by and things like that. So I get it, I do, because it irks me. Like they'll put a horse in front of a a horse drawn carriage in front of a park, like, oh, this is Central Park. No, no, it's not. So and, like, there is a lot of rural areas around where I live, but right. It's not as rural as they were like. It, right, right. They were really going for their traditional um, small town field. field. Yeah. So Beth is a not really West Virginia music teacher who um, is, has been in the town for the past few months, which I guess is her hometown really. Um, helping to care for her mother who recently passed away. And Luke McFarlane is a country cowboy slash widower, Sean, who they meet in a music store. And Beth is actually kind of rude to him. She's still condescending to him because he prefers country music over <laughs> over um, classical music. And she kind of implies that he's like a little idiotic about it. She kind of thinks he's a... Um, not a hillbilly, but you know, doesn't have, doesn't know what he's talking about. So he actually sees a ticket that says, you know, music teacher. So violin music teacher, his daughter is studying the violin. She's quite talented. She needs to get ready for a recital. He texts the number, but excuse me, she replies back declining. But Kat, Katie sees it and texts as if she's the father. They don't know it's the other person until, and she agrees to come until they open the door and they see each other. And so. Sean obviously had an interracial marriage. Kate um, Beth is uh, is interracial as well. Um, her mother, who had passed away in the movie, is African American. Her father was white. And Cheryl Lee Ralph, the amazing fabulous Cheryl Lee Ralph, plays Sean's mother-in-law, Katie's grandmother, Ruthie. And she was one of the best things in the movie. I now oh, yeah. 
I now need Ruthie to have a movie. She's Let's awesome. Show her, her and Uncle Ralph. Joe need to get together. Hell yes. <laughs> and if anybody just, doesn't know I what I'm talking about, I'm talking about uh, Uncle Joe from Cherry Springs that was this, uh, was a fall fest movie. Pitch it and write it and make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. She, she was, was so sweet. She was just great. She was. She was a very supportive um, mother-in-law. A lot of times when you have, and not just any mother-in-law, not interracial or anything like that, any mother-in-law, what was the one with the, that horrible one where they were on the beach and the, the lighthouse that we watched a few weeks ago? That was mm-hmm. that we hated. One summer? Something like that? One summer, yes. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of times you'll get mother-in-laws like that when it's their child that died, be it the father or the mother, where they're kind of almost spiteful and vindictive and controlling, you know, or... And Ruthie was none of those. Ruthie was, Ruthie was one of them. She was fabulous. She was very supportive of them both. And she was actually encouraging to stop being a bit of a hermit and, you know, get out there and, and live again. And I, they had a wonderful moment in there when uh, Ruthie comes over to do Katie's hair and Katie's worried about, you know, needs to look professional. And she has a great conversation, although a brief conversation with like, she should wear her hair um, how she wants it because there is such a stigma about natural hair for black African-American women. And I love that they had it, that the braids look beautiful on the young girl, but then at the end they had it a little bit more um, uh, natural. I think that's very important to have that have that out there. But Ruthie was one of the best characters I've seen on TV in, in a while in the role of a mother-in-law. Just you know, supportive and she wasn't just, she wasn't meddling. And actually when she saw chemistry between the two of them, she was like, oh love may be blind, but I'm not. You know? <laughs> um, and then his manager, his Jewish manager and they really hit, they, they, che- they tried hard. They checked a lot of box Christmas interracial, you know um, they had the Jewish guy in there. <laughs> <laughs> they did it. They 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 went all out, but it wasn't in a hodgepodge, messy type of way. Like everything, you know, made sense and and fit together. Just like so, life. <laughs> yeah, just exactly, just like life. So Sean and Beth become close. Beth decides she really does want to stay in town. She auditions for the Chamber of Commerce Orchestra, which the second time she auditions, you know, she gets it. And there's just lots. You know, he's very Sean's very protective. Because he's famous, and um, but he has a hard time opening up about his about his wife, which is making him struggle a bit with his, his daughter. So there was a lot of great moments about grief, about how it's hard to move on, about how it's hard to talk about, or what to talk about, or who to talk about it with, and then people getting upset when they're like, oh, well, why aren't you talking to me about it? So it was a movie that I related to. for very, you Grief know. on both sides, really. Yeah, it, it was. It was newer grief and ongoing grief, and it just had a deal with me. There was a nice scene with Sean and um, Beth's father, where Beth's father says to him, does it get any easier? And Sean says, yes, but no. <laughs> you know, but yeah, so I think that sums it. Sums up. This how good really... was the ending when she came, when they all came up and played with her? Wasn't it a girl? When, she's, when, the little girl, when the little girl starts to like falter and, and Beth whipped out her violin, but her, her but Sean ran for the um, ran for his guitar, and then they were all up there playing. Can we need a sequel? Yes, it was really good. A sequel. I, I really enjoyed this one. I really enjoyed this one. Um, I would give it an eight and a half. 
Yeah, I would say, um, I would say a seven. A seven? Oh, the yeah. because the West Virginia thing? Yeah. <laughs> ruined it for me. Oh, okay, wait. This is this is where I'm going to say that I had something to say, and I was going to say it in the beginning, but I'm going to say it now. Okay, because okay. this is this is what made me think, because I actually just watched this movie today. I left this one kind of a laugh because I've been a bit depressed these past couple of weeks and didn't want to deal with something to do with a mother's death. But anyway, um, Hallmark. Lovely, lovely Hallmark. You're rich. You have money. Buy the rights to a song. I understand that you use songs, especially Christmas carols, that are in the public domain. <laughs> but if I have to hear, if I have to hear this one about figgy pudding one more time, I will lose my mind. <laughs> Every movie I've had on the last couple of days, I, I keep them on in the background as I'm doing work. I'm going around. I've had appointments. I have the app on my, my Verizon app on my phone. I watch them because I'm sitting there. What am I, you know, as I'm, as I'm out or whatever. If I have to hear this damn song one more friggin' time, is it the only <laughs> one out there that's in the public domain that we have to suffer through? No, I'm you pretty know? sure Merry Christmas and all of them are, but... <laughs> Like, you're rich. Okay, this brings me to my second thing that I'm going to say, because it has to go with Christmas harmony, really made this jump over, which we have to get to, I know. But I'm going to say it now. Their green screens suck. Their green screen work sucks. There's a scene, I know I'm jumping ahead a couple of movies, but since I brought it up, in Christmas harmony, in the opening scene, where the mother is in the grocery store, a blind, half-dead cat could have made a better special effects. On their broken phone, right? <laughs> than that. I'm sorry, but it's true. So I'm so sick of that song. I never <laughs> want to hear it again. But I will thank Walmart for getting rid of that ding. I, people on social media complain so much that they actually got rid of that ding. The ding would happen when, like, the little thing would come across the screen. That one of the oh, things, like, God, yeah. right? Ding, whatever was, like, the twinkle or whatever. I thought it was, like, a game or something. <laughs> Like, is it a trivia game? Yeah. Like, are we, like, dinging so that we know, like, that we're supposed to be paying attention? And yeah, then finally was... I realized it was when it came up and said all new. And I was like, really? Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All new. The first time I heard it, I'm sorry, I'm getting loud. The first time I heard it was Boyfriends of Christmas Past. And I didn't realize it had to do with the all new. So I thought it was heralding in, like, the the boyfriends. But then it just kept going on and on, and like the shit has to stop. So those are my those are my real rants. Okay, so I gave it an eight and a half because I really I really did enjoy it. I thought it was very well acted. I thought the people related to each other well, um, and just because it had Shirley Ralph, and you said a seven because you were pissed off about the West Virginia. <laughs> And like I don't feel like he was singing in the middle of that thing, and I don't to be a he's I know that horrible. He's horrible, and I'm like I understand you're like a a, a singer, no, and I know she he's not no Lauren Elena who's an actual prefer you know professional singer, but I mean they could have at least just not had him write a song, like I mean just not sing, just you know you didn't have to have him sing because he was a country singer. Because but I thought Luke McFarlane could sing, and he just didn't. I mean, I can't sing, so forgive me for being judgmental. But he just didn't sound good. I think he can sing. I just don't think it was a good song for him. Yeah, I didn't like it at all. But I didn't like I, the song. I, I like the movie. It was decent, but okay. What's next? Christmas in Harmony. Um, 
this one, let me find my paper here. It starred Ashley Murray as Harmony, Luke James as Kyle, Michelle Williams did her um, cameo in this one as Melody Star. Um, mm -hmm. Basically, Harmony is a music producer of some sort or assistant. Mm -hmm. And um, she gets let go um, right before Christmas and she goes home and gets wrapped into doing the holiday chorus. Um, directing the holiday chorus <clears throat> with mm -hmm. her ex-boyfriend. Kyle. Um, can I just say that I love them all? Loretta Devine? Oh, She's God, hilarious. Yeah. Loretta Devine she is one of the best actresses. She that, that pastor around. Loretta Devine is just part of the fun, but Devine, I love her in everything she's ever been in. She's amazing. And a major, major coup for Hallmark to get her. She must be a fan of Hallmark movies because this is like slumming for her. And yeah. I mean that with the greatest respect to Hallmark, Hallmark movies. But she was. she, And that was... that I can't, I'm probably going to get in trouble with anybody actually listening to this to say this is a white woman, but that was classic boss black lady. I mean, if you live in a city, you'll get it. You'll, you'll know what I mean. I thought you don't live in a city, but you know what I mean. A city like I live in, not one of your little weird towns that yeah. are fake on, on TV. She was very um, bossy. Very she, bossy, she was and great. I loved she, she, was, she was bold. Yeah, she was great. You know um, what she wanted? Yeah. Yeah. And, and she, um, she, wanted, she wanted her daughter to do that. Hold on one second. I'm so sorry. Excuse me. Bruno, up, up. My dog's baby. You don't want um, how funny were the auditions though? I felt like we were watching American Idol. Yeah. Like, people are just like, like so bad. <laughs> they were so bad and then they got so good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it, it was good watching them. Um, her, her kind of jealousy over the girl that's not really, you know, wasn't really, it was just his friend. And then come to right. find out that she was like dating his brother. <laughs> yeah, I did enjoy that. Because it wasn't, it's actually, I was confused for a little bit because I felt like I missed something. I'm like, wait, is he with her? Is he not with her? Is that like his best friend? Like what's going on? So I actually, I enjoyed that. I actually enjoyed that. Their lip syncing was a little, um, uh, extra and like you could tell they were lip syncing which I was surprised at yes um I kind of I, I guess answer. she was mad because he didn't show up at the airport mm -hmm. um, I didn't supposed to go to I'm assuming it was like New York together mm -hmm. And her dad keeps him from going. Um, yeah. That was really sad. Right. And then she learns the truth that they really broke up because of father's interference. And that snow globe was from Kyle, not her father. Yeah. And she, of course, she refuses to perform um, the solo. So, I don't know. I, I enjoyed it. Um, I like the cast. I did enjoy it. Um, I liked her. I felt like more than I liked him, but I mean, I still liked them both. But um, I think I had trouble with it because I feel like they were way younger than I am. So 
it kind of, I guess it kind of took me away out of it or. I did like the fact that he left to go with her. Yeah. We've seen that. We've seen that in very few. I saw that in one I was watching today, which I wish I knew the name of it because I really enjoyed it. And I'm glad she turned her boss down. I'm glad that she turned her boss down because he was a J.E. Yeah. No, no, there was like what I really enjoyed this. I really enjoyed this one, but what took me away from it is it was that one that was based on singing. You thought they would have put more emphasis on having them lip sync properly, or you know have I mean? cast people that maybe. I mean, I'm not. I don't know. She might be able to sing, and that might have still been her, but right. um, it just didn't seem seem like the. The mouths and the voices were off really bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do I do like that they did, you know, she did learn the truth and she learned that, you know, she too needs to get over her bitterness <laughs> and um and listen to him. Because he was he was he was a good you know, he was he, he was a good guy. He, he was really nice. I liked him. I hope we see him. I hope we see them both. But I liked her. I like them both. I hope we see him in some more. I thought it was a little slightly teeny bit unrealistic that without much capital she was headed off to start her own career and managing a record label. Well, I guess Mellow D was fronting the money. But, yeah, I think so. But, yeah. but like I said, I, I love that he went with her, which was a nice change. Yes. Very nice change. What would you rate it? Eight. Eight. Well, yeah. I would say an eight. Okay. Um, that is now I apologize if my review of that sounded a little like uh, but I watched it the first time I watched it I was like out of it I was not feeling well and I fell asleep I did rewatch it um basically from where I left off but I think I should have rewatched it from the beginning but that's go which I do plan on doing so that's going to bring us to my second least favorite of the bunch which I'm very surprised about because we kept saying we're going to love this one Coyote Creek Christmas starring Janelle Parrish, your man, Ryan Pavey, yes. Cameron Bancroft, and Dolores Drake. So this one is event pan of Paige Parker, I believe, um, goes home to her family's inn to, comes up with the idea to throw a Christmas around the world party at her family's inn because every year they have a big party. What her stupid parents don't bother telling her is that they've decided to sell the place. And then your man, Ryan's your man, right? You love Ryan or am I crazy? I love Ryan. Okay. So Ryan, a.k.a. Dylan, and his adorable son, Noah, um, show up. And then the creepy-ass parents ask him to lie to her while continually asking her to help show him around and do this, that, and the other thing with him. Um, so Dylan is there because him and his brother buy companies and – you know, lay down, Bruno. I'm sorry I keep talking to my dog, but he's not feeling well tonight. Um, they enhance them, whatever the heck it, the term is that they um, do with them. And she's cool. She's trying so hard. She's, she is. She's throwing herself into planning this great party and everything. So these people, let's talk about the parents for a second. Beautiful couple. Another um, interracial couple. Really fit well together. The father of uh, this. They were really shitty. The parents were The parents asked somebody to lie. So the parents, the parents, the parents. Okay, the father was gorgeous. He needs his own movie. I say that about everybody, but he does. 
Um, I actually have this great plot. Let me say this first because I'm going to start ranting. I have a plot for the parents. They go to Paris, right? Because mm-hmm. that's where they plan to go. They go to Paris and they end up helping a young B and B couple or whatever there help save their place. That would be a while, good while yeah. reconnecting, right? Okay, I think that'd be great. Anyway, let's talk about the parents because they were assholes. Okay, here's <laughs> my bad language for the moment. They were assholes. They're about to close down this whole place and not warn their employees. This is so beloved by the whole town. Everybody, how great was the chef? The chef, the lady who worked there forever, you don't give them any heads up that you're going to fire them? I mean, it's possible that whoever takes over and redoes the place might have been planning on keeping them or whatnot, but they've been working you for like 20 something years and you don't give them a heads up? You don't, yeah, even like, get, you don't even get them in on the lie? What type of lousy ass people are you? So that's my biggest, here's my, my two big, I didn't, hate the movie right but my two sure. biggest things my two biggest things with this movie are that they were so awful the parents were awful right he did what they asked he was doing his job his noah was the best noah was one of the best kids i've seen on this um on on hallmark movies i really i really thought he was great i enjoyed him i enjoyed the character but um dylan was there doing his job she ultimately, Paige ultimately finds out the truth and she blames Dylan for yeah. not telling her. And he was what like trying to, get, you all need to he tell was, her because I don't want to do yeah, it. He kept, he kept telling her and he was going to tell her. And then there was that scene where the father, like, he thought they told her and the father, like, shook his head. Bitch, you're wrong at the, you're mad at the wrong person, right? You need to go confront your lousy ass parents who never thought to say to you, hey, we're getting tired. Do you want to run this place? Otherwise, we might have to yeah. stop. Give it like, an oh, option. Give it like, an option. They're like, oh, we thought you were happy. Apparently, you don't know your child, which, of course, <laughs> is, is, is realistic. People don't think they know the child, and they don't. But they were just awful. And then she comes up with all these plans. And there was lots of cute moments, like, with the guests doing different things. I really liked all that stuff. It showed, like, how much she was invested in it. And then she forgot, like, the hometown feel of it. But they, they figured that out, too, which was adorable. I like that those things were all really, you know, really cute. But she too, for me, became unlikable. You know what I mean? Like you're being so unreasonable. Go confront your lousy ass parents. What are you yelling at him for? And then where did their relationship form? Usually in these movies, they're either reconnecting like in Christmas harmony. So they have a backstory you can kind of play on and have these moments, right? And mm-hmm. pick up on little things. Um, but usually <laughs> In these, when we've seen it thousands of times, the man or the woman comes to the town to look at the place and blah, 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 blah. But they usually have these moments, these deep conversations, you know, whatever, or whatever, whatever, whatever. They didn't have any. So, how did they go from, oh, like to this business thing to, oh my God, I can't live without you? And then him expecting her to wait for him. And she's saying she hated him 10 seconds ago. And she's like, I can't wait for you. Well, I was so confused by it. Yeah, it was a little discombobulated. Yeah, it definitely was not. One of I the, liked the whole story. I liked the idea of the story. I don't think it was... Yes, it was not executed well. No, not at all. And, and then, um, Ron P- Pavey is awesome. And it has nothing to do with him. And Janelle Parrish is... Um, she's a really good actress, no. too. Again, um, it's the script and the editing. And, it's the script and the ed- editing. Yeah, I would agree on that. 
Um, I thought the Christmas around the world party, that whole idea was awesome. I wish they would have maybe leaned more into it. Um, yeah, and I wish we would have saw more of Mia and um, Andrea. Is that, the two oh, no, girls. Quinn, Quinn, Mia and Quinn. Her best yeah. friend. Yeah, they were adorable, and we didn't get um, enough of them. That they all, She was so awkward. It was adorable. She and was then, so awkward. You know, then at the end, he, he apologizes for not doing anything wrong, you know. And um, he stopped the sale of the inn. He wants to stay there, and they're going to run it together, and they're going to expand it because there's all that wasted land. And then he's like, he wants to get him to know, know things better. And he asks like the most dumbass questions. How she likes her eggs, which basically, I'm sorry, just sounds like he planned on, you know, whatever. And in the morning, whatever, you know, that's kind of like that. And when was the first, when she first heard the Beatles? I think there definitely was an age difference. That's the feel that I got. Dumbass question. I did feel that she was quite a bit younger than he was. Yeah, which I'm fine with. But then when she first heard the Beatles, what a dumbass question. You know, like, I don't know. There was a lot wrong and a lot right with this movie. And I gave it a nice round six to be generous well that kind of reminded me when they talk about the eggs thing have you ever seen which i'm going to kind of veer off a little bit runaway bride yes okay so in that she every person everything on say she's had she's had like six she has liked whatever kind of eggs that they like and then at the end she looks at um it had Julia Roberts and uh, Richard Gere in it she looks at Richard Gere and she says eggs benedict and he goes what and she goes I like eggs benedict I hate all the other kinds of eggs so I think what it is is like with the egg thing it was like you know, that's kind of an intimate thing. You know how your uh, significant other likes your eggs like yeah, I know but it was just so so dumb at that point, yeah. I was over the movie. You make an excellent point there. I would rate it uh, probably a seven and a half. Um, okay. I liked it a lot. Um, it was you not liked, my favorite. Yeah, I like looking at Ryan a lot. Yeah. Which is fine. I can't help it. He's got that little bit of gray, and I am a sucker. I'm a. Wasn't that hot? Sucker for a girl, for a guy with with some some yeah. grays in his hair. Um, no, no, I'm 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 agreeable with you there. He looked fantastic. He always looks fantastic. Okay, uh, since yeah, so while there were eight, since we're doing the last the first two weekends of these movies, we're only doing one more because, like I said, we didn't get to sale yet. But that was my fault because it didn't record. So the last one is the Christmas Promise. Loved it. I loved it too. Um, made me cry. Not gonna lie. Uh, bawled my eyes out <laughs> at the end. Um, very sweet story. Got a very you've got mail feel to it towards mm-hmm. you know with the whole texting and not knowing the other one you know and then him finding out who she is when he goes to the restaurant and everything. But um, I mean, so- I liked it. So it was Patrick Duffy, Tori DeVito, and Ryan Bruce. So Patrick Duffy has gone from being the heartthrob of heartthrobs to a grandpa in my lifetime. And he's so pretty. <laughs> he is in my lifetime. Um, 
in our lifetime. So it he played he was really good in this. I actually usually they have the grandparents as kind of like no, I shouldn't say that. They don't necessarily have the grandparents anymore as like let's all just bake cookies and whatever. I mean Shirley Ralph was an amazing grandmother and he he was great. And I like that he, he helped her heal by showing he was ready to move on, was still interested in um finding love. Um his battle for sugar just um cracked me up. My one so she it starts out in the about a year before where she had bought a house with her fiance. They were gonna fix it up. They were making plans to have their first Christmas there, you know, next year with the whole family. He they go to an ugly Christmas sweater party or something like that and he ends up running off ice. It's taken a long time to come back. She gets a call and apparently he died in a freak and tragic accident. And then a year later everybody feels like okay she should be moving on and, and whatnot. And she decided to sell the house. The guy who owned, who works in the, the store that they own, the toy shop that they own together, um, knows somebody who can fix up houses. And he, it was pretty obviously obvious. Why am I blanking on his name? Why am I blanking on his name? The main character? Yeah. Joe. Right? Yes. So um, it was pretty obvious that he was the one that ended up with the with the phone number. Otherwise, nothing would make sense unless it was going to be one of those ones with like an angel in disguise in it. Um, but I was confused about how he didn't put two and two together earlier. Like, did he know before he went to the thing or have an idea that I missed something? No, he had no clue. Yeah, he, he legitimately did not know till he he showed up at the restaurant and she was sitting in there. <laughs> That confuses um, me. That confuses me. And let me just say why. And let me interrupt. And you've got mail, and then there's a musical called In the Good Old Summertime. And then there was a movie before that called Shop Around the Corner. That this was a big, apparently one, one is obviously based on the other. They don't, in their communications to each other, they don't reveal. And, and, in the good old summertime, which is Van Johnson and Judy Garland, and it's just a fabulous movie, should watch it. I highly recommend it. They communicate via letter, of course, and they do both say that they work in shops, but they don't give any real information about the other. And the same in You've Got Mail, they make it very clear that they're not going to discuss anything that would give might you know give any a clue who who they are. Obviously, she doesn't know that he's. F-O-X of Fox, you know, bookstores. But she did, right? She did. In this movie, she did. She gave so many clues and about, he knew about Henry. He knew why she was selling the house. He knew all this. How did he not put it together? That's my biggest flaw with the movie. Overall, I loved it. I really enjoyed it. It was very, um, it was very moving. I could, um, again, relate to certain parts of it right now. Um, so it actually gave me like some pause and to, things to think about um, and and such. But that was that was my biggest flaw with the movie. Like you're talking this all out with her in person. Like how did you not know it was her? Right. I thought he was gonna go and knew it was her. Like was waiting for confirmation that it was her. Mm-hmm. No, but, he had no clue. Yes, yeah, so that that kind of threw me um, a little bit, and then. How did she find out? He left the phone? Yeah, he left the phone at the house. Mm-hmm. And 
I think she was actually like, I like that she told him, you know, had you came in and told me you didn't know, and but her major issue wasn't that it was him or whatever. It was that he didn't come into the restaurant. Right. And I felt like that was legitimate. Like she was like, listen, if you'd have just came in and told me, you know, you didn't know, that's a different thing, but you left me there. Right. This is kind of like, oh, you saw it was me. And then like, oh, you were disgusted or something. I totally got that. I was behind that. And their fake near kiss thing. That was kind of funny. Yeah. Right. I mean, when he, that was that was silly. And then he kissed her. And then he's like, that's an exclamation point. Or whatever. That was kind of cute and funny. That was right before they went to the restaurant. Yeah. I was just a little confused about that. Um, like how he didn't realize it was her with all of the conversations that they were having and she is mad and it's and it's excuse me it's actually to me one of the few times the great misunderstanding is actually justified you know yeah. what I mean like she's like okay well why didn't you just say it you know like blah 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 um because they just had that moment before with the near kiss thing you know so I can understand why she felt a little confused and and whatnot um about it and then she's mad at him and he was gonna leave town or something, or take another job, and I guess never plan on running into her again. But all of our friends kind of talk a little bit in subtle ways and not so subtle ways, talk a little um, sense into her. Yes. And the ending, though, before I say a few things about the friends, the ending, when she decides not to sell the house because she found somebody to share it with, did that not rip oh. your heart out? Yeah, that was my bawling part. I mean, I just felt like it was like the best thing for the whole, you know, because, you know, her fiance would want her to fill it with great memories. And, you know, he did work on that house to, to get it to where she could, you know. Right. And I just felt like that was the best thing that could happen. She never really lived in the house with her fiance. But, you know, they, that was where they were going to live together, raise kids, stuff like that. So he would, I feel like, her fiance would want her to live there and fill that house with with good memories with somebody you know I don't right. think he you know I no I agree I think it was very much you know she learned to um process her grief and 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 such through a variety of ways which I think is important and for at some point I felt like it was might have been like a little slow but overall I really enjoyed the movies. I thought it was one of the better of the eight of the two weeks, even though we only talk about seven. Um, yeah, I would give it a nine. I mean, and if not a 10. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same. Um, I'm absolutely the same, but I just want to say what I, what I loved too was the friends, the, the, the friends and the, and the sisters, they were all, you know, very caring and wanted her to, you know, process her grief and whatnot, but they t- Hallmark sometimes tends to make the the best friends like too much. You know what I mean? Like yeah. very, very, very pushy. And I think with all the friends, they really hit um, the right balance. There was a one friend with the party, like where she was kind of like pushing her to attend, but it was I felt like it was done in a way that um, it was more not like oh how could you miss my party? Like oh, but you know I'll miss having you there. Well, and then you had the sister that was supportive of her being grieving. You know, she brought her right. casseroles. Casserole. And- <laughs> and- <laughs> bring me a casserole. Just for- 
<laughs> casserole after casserole. Yeah. But yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. I liked it. Um, so. yep, definitely a nine. Definitely a nine if 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 not a ten. And I guess that brings us to our previews. Um, so these would be the movies for the weekend of November 12th, which um, is oh, next weekend, me. correct? Yes. A week from today. Um, yes, a week so from today. What is... The first one, my darling. The first one is Friday. Wait a minute. No. Wait. No, no, that's today. That's today's. Yes. Today's. Um, So it's Gingerbread Miracle, and it comes on 11.15 at, I think it was 8 a.m., 8 p.m.? Why did I say 8 a.m.? 8 a.m. And And it's it's a uh, Gingerbread Miracle. Mm -hmm. Which is... Two old friends from high school work together over Christmas to sell his uncle's Mexican bakery. Famous for his magical jingo bread, cookies and grant wishes. Ah, so it's one of those. I can't. So it's Merritt Peterson and John um, Ecker. Merritt Peterson has been on here. Uh, Chateau Christmas. She was actually in uh, the Christmas movie. Please forgive me that I turned <laughs> that I turned off. It was the one. Um, uh, I believe it was her. Hold on one second. Yeah, Christmas at the Palace, where they were the figure skaters. Yes. And then, yeah, the first half I of it, first half I liked. The second half, I was like, oh god. Um, she was in the Christmas Cottage too. I liked it. That one I liked. I liked the Christmas Cottage. That that was a really good one. I don't think I've watched that one today. It's really cute. I didn't know she was on. She played Olivia on Pretty Little Liars. I didn't know that. And she was Ophelia on The Royals. I loved that show. Oh, I loved uh, The Royals. I wish mm-hmm. they, they left us hanging on that show. Yes, The Christmas Cottage. I watched. I watched earlier today. I really enjoyed her in that one. I really. Okay, wait. Let me let me say this about The Christmas Cottage. Now that I know who it was, The Christmas Cottage. She plays Lacey, and she's. A big shot interior designer, whatever, whatever, architect, whatever. And she is the guy she worked at Roger, who's like the head of the company, the heads of the company. They're about to land this major thing. Um, they're dating. She goes wherever. She goes to the cottage area for her best friend Ava's wedding. Turns out she used to date Ava's brother, E, and they were together for a long time. They were on different tracks. They broke up. I felt this is one of the biggest problems with Hallmark movies. The guy that gets dumped quite often does not deserve to get dumped. They try very hard to make him out to be a villain. He's not a villain. He's just not the right person. It's like you the know? Sweet Home Alabama. I, I felt so bad for Roger in, in this one because he didn't. I mean, obviously, if you don't want to be with somebody, you don't want to be with someone. But Roger's another one, I feel, should have his own movie with her, being with Ian, married happily ever after. But he gets his because he wasn't a bad guy. They just wanted, you know, different, different things. things. And she's and she's clearly cheating on him. But we're supposed to justify it, you know? So, okay. But anyway, back to um, Gingerbread Miracle, which is on tonight. I did see the, the preview. It looks pretty cute. I tend to like the ones... Um, with the baking, I actually looked up because it says his Mex- the Mexican baking. 
Mexican bakery actually looked up to make sure this uh, character was actually um, Spanish, Latina. <laughs> so I was like, Can Wait. I have some of these cookies, these magical gingerbread cookies, please? So, uh, I mean, you have somebody that's in love with you. Oh, wait, it grants wishes, right? Yeah, it grants oh, wishes. wishes. Doesn't say for love. I just grant switch. I got confused. I got confused. He's on Chicago Fire. He's Greg Granger on Chicago Fire. I don't have he done watch Chicago Fire constantly. I don't recognize him. Well, you don't pay enough attention. Is he he's on Knuckles? He was on Gossip Girl Acapulco, which I didn't even know existed. I don't. I think this is his first home rock movie. I don't see anything listed, so it'll be interesting to see him. His last name I thought um, was familiar, but I think I have it confused with a different name. So I'll be interested to seeing him. And Merritt, I've liked many of her, many of her, her movies on here. Yeah, she's done a lot of royal ones. A royal winter. Yeah, she does a lot of royal weddings. Yeah, well, two. That's not many. So that's we don't. I don't have much on the Gingerbread Miracle, but that's that's tonight um, at eight o'clock. So we'll actually probably be done, and you'll be getting ready to go on your road trip with Johnny. Yeah. Um, yes, you're so excited. I know. Um, <laughs> well, I'm just like it's a long trip for like a two days. Job. Like we're driving like ten hours for like two days. So it's like I know, uh, and, I, and I screwed up your schedule because we're recording now because I had issues earlier in the week. Oh, um, you, you could have been on the road already. Jason's probably like cursing me out. No, he's, um, he's probably sleeping, to be honest. So I just want to look up one thing before we move on. Um, I was watching the 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 trailer on silence. This the trailer actually doesn't give too much away about the movie, so I'll be curious to to see it. So that was. Um, the first one. What's next? The next one is one I'm really looking forward to. It's called Next Stop Christmas. It comes on November 6th yes. at 8 p.m. Um, it stars Lindsay Foncia. Um, this is her first Hallmark movie. She's been on a lot of TV shows and TV movies. Then we have Chandler Massey, probably most famous for playing Will Horton on Days of Our Lives. This is his first movie. Um, and then you have Leah Thompson and Christopher Lloyd. And this is a little step, you know, back in time movie. It says Angie is determined to spend Christmas alone, but her unusual commute ride turns into a Christmas train that drops her off in her hometown back in 2011. Um, so Christopher Lloyd plays the conductor. Um, and, you know, um, of course, he's most famous for playing Doc on Back to the Future. Leah well, he's famous for many things. He's also famous yeah. for um his role in the series Taxi. Yes. Of course. He's yeah, but of course this is a wink and a nod to Back to the Future. Yes, because Leah Thompson played uh Marty's mother in the um film, which I really think is funny because she plays his mother in Back to the Future, but they're not that big of an age difference. Back, right. Even back then, when they played together in that movie, um, so we were. I didn't mean to interrupt it again. I, we were wrong. Ah, well, I was wrong. I assumed or thought that they would have um, Leah Thompson play her as an older age, and then the other one as the younger age. But she plays the mother of the character. Yes. 
And right, um, right. I was just like looking at some things about Leah Thompson and Christopher Lloyd. This is like their 12th time, I think, together. Yes. Um, playing in movies together, but they have never acted in a scene together, ever. They have never Those... talked to each other and acted on a scene together. They have co-starred in multiple movies together, but they have not physically ever acted together at the same time in a scene. Ever. That is crazy. That is crazy to think. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, if you think of the Back to the Future, no, they never have a scene together, even in, even back in time. And the funny thing was, I was actually I was like, yes, they did, because I was like looking at stuff. I was like, yes, they did. Because mm-hmm. I was confusing Leah Thompson with his girlfriend in Back to the Future and not his mother. And then I realized, mm-hmm. because they, they really aren't that big of an age difference. I mean, maybe right. I could be wrong, but um, uh, Leah Thompson was born in 61. I don't know, Matthew, Michael J. Fox. Let me see. Get up real fast, because it's going to bother me. No, the conductor says in the, in the preview that sometimes... You know, you're basically so. Sometimes your real destination is not where you think you're going, and then yeah. and then she ends up um, back in time. And then there's this funny scene where she's like, "I am from." And obviously, we saw at the end of Full Harvest the other one, um, Love Strikes Twice, whatever it was, where they she went back in time. Yes. And so that's two in a short period of time where they're going down this road. But there's a cute scene which is like, I am from the future, and they basically made like a Terminator <laughs> reference, you know, <laughs> which is like, which is like really funny because they don't really have a lot of pop culture references. They're super careful in Hallmark movies. Yeah, because I think they have to not pay for the, stuff in their track. Yeah, not since, but you're rich, Hallmark. Let's work on your green screen. Let's work on that stupid Vicky Pudding song. But Michael J. Fox was born in '61 too, so they're exactly the same age. I know so. it was weird, but he, you know, but. And, and even now he's so he's so sick with the Parkinson's. He still looks younger than he than he is. Oh yeah, he does. He's a sweetheart. I'll always love him. Um, not necessarily from Family Ties, but just from like his movies he did back in like the nineties and eighties. Yeah. I loved Doc Hollywood back in the day. Doc Hollywood, Secret of My Success. Um, I can't remember what the other one was. There was another one where he played. Um, I can't remember, but I loved them all. I loved them all. But yeah, I thought that was funny that they played in that many movies together, but they've never actually spoken to each other. <laughs> so yeah, I think I'm this very, is going to be cute. I think that's the one I'm most looking um, forward to, and I have to make sure I hit the ZVR for that one. So that's going to bring us to mine, right? Debbie Macomber's. Mm-hmm. No, that was Sunday. Well, um, I mean, it doesn't matter. Well, you can do it, it first. I, I, I already opened my big now, so I'll go on with it. So this is apparently the fourth installment of the Mrs. Mr. Miracles coming to Hallmark. Um, this time it's home, on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries with Caroline Ray as Mrs. Miracle. Um, I don't think I've seen the other three, to be honest with you. But um, as the holiday season begins, Laurel could use some good news. She and I have been been praying for a baby that seems more and more like an impossible dream. I think this is going to be a tearjerker. And they've had to move in with her beloved uh, grandmother, Helen, who's having trouble taking care of herself. Oh, God, I'm going to have trouble with this one. When Lauren contacts a local home care organization for help, there are no caregivers available. The truth. 
Um, until Mrs. Miracle appears at the door, no stranger to lending a helping hand to a family in need, Mrs. Miracle reveals herself to be nothing short of a godsend. As Christmas approaches, there appears to be even more to Mrs. Miracle than meets the eye. In a classic tale and semi Metcomber's signature seasonal magic, Laurel, Zach, and Helen experience a holiday of heavenly proportions. Have you seen any of the other ones? I've seen the very first one, I think, that had James Vanderbeek in it. Um, I can't remember what it was called, but it was he was a widow um, with kids. <coughs> and she comes in as his nanny, as the nanny for the kids. And it was really good. It was very heartwarming. Um, I feel yeah. like I've seen the actress that plays the wife. In she's been else. in. She's been in something truly special. No, hold on, hold on. I'm reading the rankings and not the stupid movies. Of course, we know who she, Miss Miracle is. She is. Uh, she played Sabrina. Carolyn Yes, and she looks so much. She was in Chance at Romance, Christmas at Graceland, Home for the Holidays. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Love on Iceland, which um, she was in those. I'm sure she was in many other different things, but I'm just pulling up that Hallmark stuff. And he was in Best Christmas Party Ever back in 2014. Christmas Incorporated, which just aired, but I didn't see it. The Art of Us. The Christmas Cottage, which I very much enjoyed, even though Raja didn't deserve that. Unlocking Christmas. She really did. She really was emotionally cheating on the man. Um, Unlocking Christmas. I don't remember that one. And the baby, it's cold outside, which aired. Oh, I saw that one. So he's been in quite a few. He's been in more than she has. Um, I, I'm probably sure they're probably in many other things, but I don't really feel like pulling up their IMDb. So I'm interested in seeing in this one. It's not generally. I think there was some with um, Doris Roberts, where she kind of played like a Mrs. Claus, Miracle type person as well. I don't know. I tend to not really be get into those, but of course I'll be watching it because I haven't talked about it on this show, and I'd probably watch it anywhere. <clears throat> Excuse me. So it's well, I just always a- kind of like the little angel. Um, yeah. They kind of get me. The yeah, they, um, they get me. I, I think I avoid them sometimes because they tend to be more depressing <laughs> than, than than the others. Um, and obviously they're touching on some very um, important topics, um, infertility, struggling to conceive, caring for an elderly, um, family member. So it will be, it'll be a good one, um, to check out for sure. And now that brings us back to you because I missed it. Oh, no, I ain't living here. Uh, the last one is a Christmas treasure. Um, it's on the 7th at 8 PM. Uh, Mrs. Miracles, I think is the 10 o'clock one, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this one stars Jordan Sparks and Michael Xavier. And it's uh, after opening a hundred year old time capsule and meeting a charming chef, Lou questions whether or not she should move to New York City after Christmas and further her writing career. Um, of course, we know Jordan Sparks from she was season six of American Idol. and She's a very popular singer. Mm-hmm. Um, she's been in several TV series. She was most recently the exotic bird on Mass Singer, which I love that show. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is her first Hallmark movie. Um, and then Michael Xavier, this is his third Hallmark movie, and he's been on a lot of different TV shows and movies other than Hallmark. Um, and you're going to have to kind of bear with me because 
mm-hmm. I think it's been a while since I actually looked up the the preview looks like a good one is it me or are they having a lot of musical based ones this year I think it's been it started with Alora and Elena and then it kind of um, grew from there Mm-hmm. But I'm wondering how the whole hundred-year-old time capsule and the writing thing's gonna like. Work out. I don't know. It'll be it's a, they've had a lot of ones that have involved music. I don't know if Jordan's box is singing in this one. I think she's writing. I don't know. Um, she's a writer. She's a writer. Okay, so that's good. But I'm, you know, so a little different. Have- They've had a lot that have involved music. Harmony, Christmas at Heart. I feel like there was another one. Um, and now this will be the third one that involves something to do with time. Maybe not time travel, but something to do with, with the past. in the capsule. That's my question. And when I watch the previews, they don't really say a whole lot about the cab capsule. They don't. And I will be interested definitely to see this is the Saturday 10 o'clock one or the yeah, Sunday no, one? The, the Saturday Sunday 10 o'clock. 8 o'clock. The Sunday 8 o'clock. Yeah. So the next to the last one. It's only been. It's all, oh, right. Sunday it has. The Sunday there too. Yeah, on Sunday there's two. Oh my gosh. I'm so. I, it was the third week and I think I'd have it right, but I've been watching them out of order. So it does look like a good one. It looks like a really good cast. I'm trying to see if this Daniel Bacon is in here, and I've seen him in other stuff. I don't know who he plays, but. What does I wanted to say? Looks like he's been in several Hallmark movies. I think that. Um... Oh, he was in You and Me and the Christmas Trees, too. Yes. Yes. Let me ask you this before we finish off our chatting so you can go get your hubby up and get on your romantic trip to a football game. <laughs> Which Taking me one? to Ikea. That's the most thing that I'm excited about. Oh, Lord. Um, that, that's funny because Christopher works for Ikea. Um, Christopher is... Oh, if he listens to this and I don't know his title, he's going to be pissed. But Christopher is a pretty big shot up in Ikea. Um, he handles customs issues. Imports, exports, all that fancy stuff. Um, anyway, which movie has felt most Christmassy to you? Which one had the most Christmas feel? Well, out of the ones we've watched, the out of the out of the eight, well, seven that we talked about that kicked off countdown to Christmas. I feel like the Santa Stakeout was like very Christmassy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, the Christmas that was definitely was... the most jolly. Yes. <laughs> Oh, they've really been depressing. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I could use more like the Santa thing. And I think the Boyfriends of Christmas class tra- tried to be that, but I think like that just came short with the with the girl, um, the character, <coughs> yeah, the girl character. I think I think it could have been more like the Santa stakeout, like more jolly. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like it fell short because we just really didn't like the the way they wrote the girl character in that. Right, right. I definitely think Santa's Stakeout um, had the most Christmas feel. It was, you know, cute. And it was jolly. Um, what was the other one? 
And I think yeah. Christmas, I think Christmas Promise, in a lot of ways, had the most Christmas feel to it. Maybe yeah. it was the I didn't really. I mean, I've kind of felt like the Christmas in my heart had some Christmas to it, but I just don't. I don't know. It's going to be like another full harvest thing. Like, where's the Christmas? I mean, yeah, they definitely see, bumped it up. But you next see Christmas, year, their fall harvest better have more Christmas. Board won't have fall harvest stuff in it. Yeah, but I mean, could we get a turkey? We need I a didn't turkey. see no pumpkin. Not one pumpkin. Not I one know. pumpkin carving. We haven't seen a Christmas dinner yet. I mean, we've seen like a little bit of like Christmas parties, you know? Mm-hmm. But we haven't really, I don't think we've seen a Christmas morning yet or anything like that, right? No. no. I'm trying to think. Yeah, no. I read somewhere, on, I think it was on Twitter, maybe it was on a blog. Somebody said, don't get yourself too upset with these, you know, too worked up about these Christmas musics. Christmas movies, they always put the um, the lesser ones at the beginning to, to rope you in. I don't think that's necessarily true. I think they've been, you know, for the most part, quite good. But I think I'm looking for a little bit more Christmas. Even though we laugh about it, I think I'm looking for a little bit more Christmas fluff. You know, I don't think everyone needs to be like. Because even usually on Hallmark movies and mysteries are the ones that are a bit more dramatic and deal with the bigger topics. But I think even the ones on Hallmark proper, you know, have been. So I'd like just a couple of more that have a little bit of fluff. Yeah, I agree. I just sent you yeah. one that is from 2008. It's called mm-hmm. The Most Wonderful Time of the Year. And mm-hmm. I absolutely love that one. It is funny and and it's just it's really nice. I really like it a lot. Um it comes on November 14th at 2:01 a.m. So oh, I sent I it to you so you can record it because it's one of my favorites and I would like to talk about it. Um Okay, awesome. Yeah, it's right. one of my favorite ones. It's kind of funny. I think that was on today. And it then, was on today, but um, I didn't get to tell you quick enough. So no problem. Okay. I think that brings us to the end of our gacking about all things Walmart for the last um, two weeks. The shows yes. have been, the shows have been pretty good. Um, I'm looking forward to the, to the next batch. We're going to record so, I mean, we still have Christmas sale to talk about, and we have these. So, we kind of bunched it up. We tried to not rush through, but we tried to get in these seven because we were um, a bit behind. But once we record next Wednesday, we should be all caught up because we'll be reviewing the ones that are coming on starting tonight um, with uh, the gingerbread, the gingerbread one. Um, and then we'll be and previewing next weekend. Next week, next weekend's. So we can get back on track. And this has been episode 10. I think it's been a great one. I think it's been a fun one. I'm also going to be posting on our Instagram, which is home is home is where homework is. Um, some bingo pages or a link to bingo pages. We'd love for you guys to choose a movie and play the bingo and send it to us in our um, DMs on Instagram or at Lizzie P224 on Twitter. And just tell us what movie it was and how long it took you to get bingo, whether it's full card. You you pick the pattern you want to do. And, <clears throat> excuse me, let us know, because I've been hearing from some people, or seeing on Twitter, rather, that um, people are saying they're hitting bingo pretty quickly <laughs> with the yeah, cards. Yeah, and if you can, like, tell us what movie you used. Yeah, exactly. Tell us what movie it is and how long um, it, it took you to reach 
to reach the bingo. I'm going to give it a whirl myself this weekend with a couple. We could talk about them. We're definitely going to be getting back into the top tens, you know, as, as we have time. Once we're caught up, we can get back into the format that we had um, planned on with some top tens, with some bingos, with some other things. And um, even possibly at the end of one of the shows, throw in uh, some more about Chesapeake. Because uh, yes, we still have season three, four, and five to do. Right, which we're eagerly awaiting for them to uh, renew it, which if they don't, then they're stupid. I think there'll be a war on their hands. <laughs> so anyway, um, I hope you have a great time. What game are you going to see, by the way? The Bills and the Jaguars. We're going to Jacksonville. Ooh, Jacksonville. Very nice. Very nice. I hope it's good weather there. I hope you have a safe trip. You can tell us all about it um, next week. So I'm going to stop yanking so um, Amber can go wake up her wonderful husband, Jason, and they can get on the road um, to Jacksonville. So I am Elizabeth Puglisi. I was about to say Elizabeth Puglisi, which I am. I am Elizabeth, but it sounded so weird to say my own name. Well, that's okay. You're my Elizabeth. You always will be my Elizabeth. I know. Thank you. I still didn't come up with a good nickname for you, but I'm working (laughs) on it. Um, And my wonderful, wonderful co-host, Amber, this which where can they find you on social media um i'm at amber teasley one on both instagram and twitter i just recently switched that so i could have the name on both of them awesome yeah and i'm lizzie p224 on twitter and my regular instagram and of course our instagram which i'm really trying to um, build up and work on is um at home is where hallmark is yeah just that. I was about to say .com, but we don't have a website, so I don't know what's wrong with me. But this has been episode 10. I'm so excited that we have come so far. Double digits. Um, yes, it's amazing that it's double digits, and it's, it's been a lot of fun. So once again, for Amber, this is Liz. You're listening to Home is Where Hallmark is on Chairshot Radio, available on Chairshot.com. And as we're going into the holiday season, as we're going into – the world is starting to pick up and everybody is getting busy. Please remember our slogan, always use your head. Be responsible, but have fun. We will talk to you again soon. Bye, everyone. Bye, everybody. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.